Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters To Go. You are listening to Satellite Sisters. It's January 27th already. I'm Leanne Dolan here in Pasadena, California, where it is 75 degrees, and I swam outside today in the pool. And I am going to talk to my sister, Julie Dolan, who is in Brooklyn, NY. Julie, did you survive the storm of the century? Well, I guess it turned out to be more of a storm of the month, Leanne, than storm of the century. But it got your attention, Leanne. We got 10 respectable inches of snow. Oh, okay. And there was howling winds. There were like high winds and a lot of a blowing snow. So this, uh, while I know there's all kinds of talk today about, you know, uh, that they shouldn't have shut down the transit system and everything like that. I feel very good, Leanne, that I was sheltering in place with my granddaughter, Josephine, and that I was, there was plenty of food in the fridge. We had our batteries, flashlights. We were totally prepared. You didn't try to take her out today, did you? Oh, oh Leanne. I, oh, yeah. Absolutely, Leanne. You did? I'm, I'm urban Nana, Leanne. <laughs> Okay. I know. I was sitting at home thinking, I hope they don't try to take that baby out. It's just one day of her life. One day without fresh air won't kill her. No, fresh air is important. Even yesterday, as the storm approached land, it was Mm -hmm. too blowy and windy to go outside. But that did not stop Urban Nana. (laughs) What I did is I dressed up the baby in her, like, like her, her lighter snowsuit. And we stood in the vestibule of the house, of the front door of the house, where which has giant gaps in the door. So there's plenty of fresh air coming in. So you know, it's got, true. There's really not that much to do with the newborn. You have yeah, to. Have like, to she's four months old. Okay, yeah. so today, yeah. little Josephine was so psyched by the storm of the month <laughs> and the fact that her mother had a snow day. Oh, her father great. did not have a snow day. Mm. He was the, uh, he is not a brain surgeon. Okay. I just want to go on record with that. But for some reason, his employer felt that it was very important that he be in the office. Uh, So anyway, there was a lot of excitement. So little Josephine did not want to take her nap. So that's when urban Nana sprung into action. We got out the stroller, Leanne. Now this is the stroller we gave to uh, Josephine's parents and the and the sort of the key selling feature was it's good in the snow. Okay, oh, so, all right. Okay. So today was the day. Okay. Once Does it have week, a plow attachment? Is no, you- no. I, but all right. Here, I are, I have a new baby. You know, because they've really cons- they've really reinvented everything associated yeah. with babies. There, there's nothing else to develop or you know or design for babies because somebody's thought of it. But here's what they need. They need uh, chains. For the, I can see them in multicolors, Leanne. Chains yeah. for the baby strollers. Okay, so so Urban Nana, we suited up, we went out. You know, not many of the sidewalks were plowed, Leanne. And what wasn't plowed was, you know, when the plows come by, they throw all the snow into the intersection. So I had like 
of, you know, giant, you know, foot, foot deep snow that I had to plow through. So I didn't see any other grandmothers out there with the babies. I did see. Maybe because they all know better. I mean, what? No, no, no. No, no, no. I, I did see, I did see two Russian women and a baby. Okay. I was like, oh, of course they're from Russia. Okay. Of course they're out. You know, I heard them speaking Russian. I was like, okay, but no, no other babies were out, but my, but my baby was out laying. I, I had her out on the street, strolling around hour and a half. She had a nice nap outside, fresh air. She was a new baby. She'll be tough. She'll be tougher for it. She'll be tougher yes, for really. it. You know, it's good for, I mean, good it work. actually... Fresh air is good for new, you know, for babies because it, it helps to, to develop their immune system, Leanne. There's I, some science. I know, but it's one day of her life. It's not like the whole thing's going to go south if she doesn't go out in the middle of a driving snowstorm. Leanne, I'm only here for this week. <laughs> then right. I go home. So Urban Nana, I had to go out. I felt it was important to do that. All right. We do have a full show today. We're probably going to get some more from Urban Nana. Uh, She made a trip to Oklahoma City this weekend in the middle of her babysitting gig. Also, I have a story. If If you're sick of your book club or if you've just stopped reading the books, so you're thinking maybe we should do something else, Julie, I have a list of seven new kinds of clubs that you can form with your friends. So there you go. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I'm, I'm sort of intrigued. I'm a little bit afraid, Leanne, All right. to be in clubs. Okay. But okay. I have, uh, I have tried a couple of new food products this week. One delicious, one disgusting. So I, <laughs> yeah, just foul, like inedible. I don't know how it made it to the shelves. Uh, so I want to wave you off that one. And then finally, of course, our Downton Abbey recap, Downton Gabby. You know, on the surface, not much happened this week, but I think when you dig deep, you'll see that there were some layers, some layers to that seemingly boring episode of Downton Abbey this week. All right. So anything else from uh, Storm Central there? I I have two other observations Yeah, Um, for all local broadcasters. I'm talking to you women. If you are going to be broadcasting about the storm of the century, it's going to snowstorm. Would you please do yourself a favor and get a good winter hat? Yeah. Leanne, I saw just egregious hats on all the local coverage here. I mean, it, you know, there's been a lot of coverage because it was a big storm. There was a big response by, by multiple states and stuff. You just, you have to spend the time to get a good winter hat. Okay. That's important. Uh, and there's. I also object hats. to the no hat. Like today, Ginger Z from ABC was out in Times Square with no hat on. And it's a very cold snowstorm, correct? Yes, it is. The oh, temperatures was, it, are very yeah, low. Wind, the, wind chills are in the teens. Yeah. So, she yeah. looked stupid hatless, I thought. Yeah. I know you're on TV, but it is also below 20. You know, it's it was like 15 degrees in New York this morning, I believe. So, yes. okay, uh, so yeah, take, a hat. Take, take the time. Mm-hmm. The other, um, just the other big thing that was happening on my street, this is where Josephine lives, is there's a new Indian takeout restaurant sort of right downstairs from where my son and daughter live. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're, they've just gone into business. Now my son and daughter are a daughter-in-law are very attached to this restaurant. And I'll tell you why. First of all, they have some pretty good curry there that they like. But the other reason is about a month ago, my daughter-in-law was doing some cleaning out and she decided to get rid of some framed posters and art that they had had in their first apartment in New York. Mm -hmm. And as what you do in New York City when you want to get rid of something, you put it out on the street. Right. So 
she was delighted and somewhat surprised when she went into the new Indian <laughs> restaurant and saw that it was all their art. <laughs> art from their old department. <laughs> That is hilarious. <laughs> so, so they really feel close to these guys, okay? So okay. They, they like it there, but it's mainly a takeout place. And because I was home alone with Josephine, and we're looking out the window, we're watching yeah. the storm develop. I am watching these these guys that work at this Indian restaurant, oh. and it's mainly delivery service, Leon. They're on their bicycles. They're on the bikes, yeah. Like, there's like six inches of snow, howling wind, and they are like pedaling down the street. They are not going to lose a sale because of a little bad weather. And then a little later, as I went out because we were trying to, uh, we, we put the windshield wipers up on my son and daughter-in-law's car so that they wouldn't freeze to the, the windshield. I mean, it, it was a really, it was a severe weather. Yes. That, that two of the guys that work in the Indian restaurant were like in the snow taking selfies of each other because <laughs> they just, they had never been in snow. This was their big night. And there they were. They were, were, they were so happy about it. And these guys spent the night when, you know, everything else in New York city is shut down. Like the, the subway. Right. You know, it was incredible all, to see photos of grand central, absolutely empty and Times I mean, square empty. So yeah but not the Indian restaurant downstairs. They're wide open for business, Leon. They had shoveled their sidewalk. They had sand out there. They had the lights on. They were selling a lot of curry last night. So hats off to them, okay? Storm of the month. They, 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 they were very busy. You know, I have to say, uh, now living in Southern California, but having grown up in Connecticut, I did mi- I kind of missed it. Like this sounded sort of fun to be in. I thought, yeah, no, there's nothing like a big storm. And um, Sam Champion on the Weather Channel invoked the storm of '78, which I remember vividly. It really hit Connecticut quite hard, and it just snowed for days. And we got like six days off of school, and I just remembered the giant snow forts and people skiing yeah. down the street and everything. It is something, fan- I mean, it's it's terrible on the one hand, but on the other hand, they're usually great. Like kids love snow. So there's something so clean about snow, at least for the first day or two. Yes, it was clean yeah. and quiet. So it was it was pretty exciting. Uh, and, and I am glad that, I actually am glad that the public officials erred on the side of caution. I really am because I, I think that. Well, after better. Sandy, they're in a complete no-win situation. Like they have yeah. to sort of shut it down. And, yeah. you know, the weather reports told them to. So it wasn't, yeah. Yeah. you know. But Leon, you know, I really, I mean, many of times in my life, I have gotten stuck in airports because of weather, because of, you know, planes, delays. I've been snowed in, I, you know, you name it. But I really, I threaded the needle this weekend because here I am in Brooklyn, but I was invited, my husband and I were invited to go to a wedding in Oklahoma City in January, Liam. Okay, which when I got the invitation, I said, ice storm, because that's what they have in Oklahoma City in January. But no, not at all, Liam. I was able to leave New York City late on Friday and we drove to Oklahoma City from Dallas Beautiful 60 degree weather, it was bright, it was sunny, 
And I was there. Um, I went to the wedding. This is for the daughter of a, a, a true Satellite Sister f- fan, Marijan Lopez, who has actually been on our uh, podcast a number mm-hmm. of slam. And she had, first of all, she had a real Satellite Sisters wedding. And what I mean by that is she had friends at this wedding that she had gone to nursery school with, that she had gone to high school, college, and beyond. I met Marijan. Our kids were in a cooperative nursery school when they were like one and two years old. And that she has, because she's that kind of girl, she has fostered and and nurtured these friendships over, you know, a long period of time. So it was really, really fun and really exciting to be at this wedding because, you know, all of her friends from all of these different, you know, periods in her life were there to help her celebrate the marriage of her daughter. Um, so that was good. The other part of it, Leon, is my friend Marjan, as you may recall, is from New Orleans. She right. and her husband. So they are genetically predisposed to throw a fantastic party right. because they're from <laughs> New Orleans. Okay. I mean, you don't have to work. If you get invited to a party uh, from people who live in New Orleans, or who lived in New Orleans, you're set. You don't have to worry about things, okay? You know the food's going to be good. Leanne, they managed to get crawfish etouffee in Oklahoma City. I don't think the, I don't, the waiters or, or anyone had any idea what that was, but they were serving it up and, and people were eating gallons of it. So that was really <laughs> exciting. They also did a second line, which is, again, a very common thing in New Orleans, where the bride has an umbrella, the groom has an umbrella, people all have handkerchiefs, and they dance around the room. When we did a second line in Oklahoma City, again, all the waiters, the waitresses, they just stopped. The band (laughs) stopped and stared. I don't think they had seen anything like that, you know? I know, but that's what I mean. So it, it was a super fun time to be there with them you know, on just glorious weather in Oklahoma uh, City and uh, and to be with, you know, such a happy and wonderful couple. So but that's that's my advice. If you get invited to a wedding in New Orleans or to a wedding that is hosted by people from New Orleans, just go. OK, that's it. Just don't hesitate to go because you're going to have a fantastic time. Are you there? I'm still here, Leanne. OK. <laughs> I was still here, so I was just—I was just reliving that moment. Sorry. But, you know, the other thing about Oklahoma City, and I'm—I'm I'm actually kind of embarrassed uh, to forget this. Uh, to that, I had kind of forgotten this. We got to Oklahoma City, and I was so focused on getting there. You know, coming from New York, worried about the weather. Was I going to get there? Was I going to be able to get back to New York before the big storm? That we got to know. Uh, Oklahoma City, and we had some time to walk around when we wanted to just make sure we knew where all the venues were, you know, sort of scope it out. Where was the church going to be? Where was the reception? All of that. And we walked over to the church, Leanne, and um, we came around the corner of the church, and there was the Oklahoma City um, Memorial. Oh, yeah. The bombing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you realize it has been 20 years since the bombing um, yes, uh, in Oklahoma City. I, I was pregnant with Brooks. 
And I just, it was very emotional. It was very emotional anyway, but all those kids and everything, it was very emotional. And Brooks will be 20. So I always kind of associate, you know, his birthday with that event. So yeah, 20 years, it's hard to believe. You know, and there is like any, like anything, Leanne, there is no substitute for being there. And obviously I remember exactly where I was when, you know, when I heard about the bombings, but to go to Oklahoma City to see this kind of really sort of sleepy town, you know, it has a sleepy downtown, you know, it has, you know, some old hotels, it has banks, you know, it's, you know, you walk around, there's, there's not a lot of retail in downtown Oklahoma City. And then just to think about, you know, to just try in your mind, that horrific, event where it killed 168 people, injured 680. It damaged, the bomb damaged 324 buildings. I mean, it was, and the church where Marijan's daughter and now son-in-law were married was damaged by the bombing Mm. because it was right there and the church has been rebuilt. But it is one of those things that is just both really profound to see, uh, to see in the context of the city and to understand how the people of Oklahoma City and of Oklahoma have kind of used that horrific event to, you know, to, to really work on healing, you know, and to helping all of those that are impacted by it. And But um, even today, 20 years on, they have a fence and people have left mementos mm. and new notes to just remember those that, you know, those innocent people, the children that were killed that day. And uh, it was um, it was a real juxtaposition between this wonderful, warm family wedding and then and then this horrible thing right. that happened in the just in the most unlikely place. I yep. guess that's that's what struck me when you visit Oklahoma City. It's like, why here of all places? And, you know, and how that community coped with it. I was really moved by it. And as I think anyone that would visit that memorial, it's very beautiful. It's uh, it's uh, very profound to go there. Um, But it's and it's hard to believe it's been 20 years. Yeah, it is. It is. All right, Julie, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, uh, some some lighter topics. Stay with us for the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters. We're back. We did a little reconnecting, so hopefully everybody sounds great now. Uh, maybe some leftover wind from the storm happening there in Brooklyn. I'm Liam. in the system, no doubt, Liam. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it's people trying to rebook their planes. That's what's slowing down Skype. Is that how it works? I don't think so. Uh, I'm Liam Dolan in Pasadena, California. My sister, Julie Dolan, is here. We have Downton Gabby coming up, but Julie... I saw this. Uh, this came into my inbox. I, you know that website, um, Wow Oh Wow? You yes. Know that one? Okay, yeah. So uh, this was on Wow Oh Wow, and uh, it just kind of made me laugh. So it was seven new clubs to start with your friends, you know? You know, you know, and this kind of strikes terror in my heart, because you remember I had to actually move out of the country to get out of my gourmet <laughs> dinner club. 
Okay. Well, so, I think okay. the key word here is start with your friends, not start with your frenemies. Okay. 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 <laughs> I think okay. that's the key word. Just first get a bunch of people you like and then right. figure out like what you can do together for an excuse to actually have, spend a night a month together. So, um, all right. The first one, uh, I don't think we'd be very good at, but others may. Skill and tell club. All right. This oh. is a chance for you to celebrate your talents and learn a thing or two with the skill and tell club. Each month, someone demonstrates a not-so-secret talent. Maybe they're really good putting on makeup. Maybe they know how to blow-dry their hair. Maybe they know how to stencil. Maybe they know how to frame pictures. This is it. Like Lauren and her friends, your sister, your daughter-in-law, they yeah. could totally do skill and tell, right? Yes. It's, it seems like a club for young friends, Liam, because <laughs> older friends... Okay, we have no skills. Right. Or, we, you know, we just... We're not going to believe it. Okay. You just hire okay. somebody. You just hire okay. somebody to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay, I like that. All I right, think but for there a young you go. group of friends, yeah. that's a nice thing. Okay, there you go. Uh-oh, wait. Oh, okay. What just happened? <laughs> You're I went still off the here. slideshow. I went skill? off the slideshow. Okay, money club. All right, money club. Okay. So this is talking finances. Uh, the Women's Institute for Financial Education actually has a cheat sheet of talking points that will make the conversation fun instead of awkward. This is one of those things that's a really good idea. So, uh, and if you could actually pull it off, it would be an excellent idea. So, I was in a money club too, Lee. You were? Yeah, for a very brief time. I found it way too much pressure. I mean, there was a lot. We had to, like, uh, research stocks and stuff. I, I just yeah. couldn't. Okay. Okay. All right, says the MBA. Good. Too much okay. pressure. All right. Here's too one much that, pressure. Here's one that I think you could embrace then. The Netflix Club. All right. Oh, okay. Now you're talking, lying on the couch and yeah. watching TV. Okay. You can, first not... of all, you can all split the cost of your Netflix subscription. So welcome to a year of super cheap movie nights. You pick a theme like documentaries or female directed flicks, and then you just watch movies together. So I like that, Liam. Yeah. The key, they said to the Netflix club, you have to cap the membership to like the number of chairs you have. So people can actually sit uh, on a chair and not on the floor. So that's a good idea. But oh. Netflix Club sounds good. I would say, too, we have a lot of people who said, I can't see Outlander because I don't have stars. Find some friends with stars and start an Outlander Club. That would also be good. Leanne, that, that is well worth it. That, you, you would enjoy that. Just watch that wedding episode. Uh, that's all. Maybe that could be a subgroup, the wedding episode club. Yep. Okay, here's one that seems really to be beside the point. Like, isn't every club for women also this? A wine club? All right, wine club. So you have to have themes, locally produced, champagne, under $10. And then you take turns hosting each month. You do a little tasting, and then you can split the cost of the wine, it suggests. And the host will provide the cheese. So there you go, wine club. Okay, all right. Pretty pretty straightforward. Mm -hmm. Okay, this one, I actually have friends that do this, a charity club. So okay. they get together and then they take the opportunity. It's about 15 people in the charity club, and they take the opportunity to present sort of a, a local charity that they're working on, you know, that they work with or that they volunteer for or that they donate to. And then at the end of the night, there is a, quote, small collection, and it is small. The idea is the pressure is off to donate a lot, but you would just donate. If you're interested, you donate, like, 
twenty dollars each I member. Like that. And Lee and I really mm-hmm. like that idea because a lot of times you you really don't know what a specific charity does. Right. To, you know, and to get together with your friends to hear about things that they're passionate about, that they're committed to. I like that idea, Liam. So this is it. You can either hear about it or if you want, you can actively participate, like go as a group and do something. But I, I think most people just want to sit and drink the wine and give the 20 bucks at the end. That's yeah. a good idea. And then the host gets to donate that money back to the organization. So, all right, this seems like a no-brainer, um, a fitness club. All right. Okay. So that's just like a running group or a walking group or something. But if you actually commit to like trying all different kinds of classes, that's what they're trying to encourage you to do. So, and you can get a class pass. A lot of like Groupons have these special things where you can go try classes all over town. So there you go. Fitness club. Again, not for old people. You know, I think it's a, I think it's interesting that you should uh, keep challenging yourself yes. physically. So I like that idea yes. too. Lady. Okay. Yes. All right. And then finally, Julie, here's one cake club. And here, oh, are the, yeah. here are the directions: bake a cake, bring six forks, everyone wins. So that's it. The, the final club is that's, just there's a simplicity a to that club. <laughs> you know, that that is easily to you know you can replicate that. Yeah. Nationwide. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. You could be had just have a dip club, for instance, if it oh. doesn't even, or brownie dip club. club cookie, like cookie club. Yeah. yeah. That's a good, that's a good thing. Why make up an excuse? So there you go. If you're looking for uh, some options to get together with your friends for 2015, you're going to want to try that. All right, Julie, I have tried a couple of food products recently that I wanted to give a shout out to. <laughs> Okay. okay. And is this something new in 2015? You're out, you're experimenting with food? Is no, that... I'm just susceptible to marketing. So oh, I okay. saw, saw, yeah, I saw, don't worry, it's not kale. Although I did laugh this week when the health benefits of that coffee you tried were debunked. Yes. Yeah, you know. the, whatever yeah. that coffee with the butter. Bulletproof, the, the bulletproof coconut, coffee. Yeah, the bulletproof coffee. Yeah. yeah. Debunked. It's been debunked, but right? people still like it and it makes them feel better. Someone on our Facebook page said, I, I don't care. It's he's just the writer just doesn't like saturated fats. I don't care. I like the coffee. It makes her feel good. She's still drinking it right on. Okay. But this is a coffee. I saw all the ads for the flat white at Starbucks. This, what this is that? Australian espresso, Julie. Okay. okay. Uh, you know, I, I drink at Starbucks coffee. I am not one of those people that drinks the milkshakes, which is also why I can't go into Starbucks at any point after noon when everyone's ordering like Frappuccinos. What is it? That's the milkshake. That irri- it's so, you? oh, it's that- so irritating. But, okay. um, I did see the ads for this flat white and apparently it's Australian. So it's two shots of espresso or it's not a, it's like an espresso roast, a little bit sweeter and then milk. But uh, a little less milk than a latte. So it's okay. just delicious. And I I would just like to say thank you to Starbucks. Now, it is whole milk. I guess you could get it with nonfat milk, but it wouldn't be as delicious. So it is a special treat for me. Not something I would drink every day. But I just want to say thank you, Starbucks. I'm enjoying the new coffee that is actually coffee. I'm glad to see that you've introduced a product that continues to have coffee in it as opposed to berry or something. Now, Julie, one of my favorite all-time brands, uh, one of my favorite all-time food products is the Triscuit. Okay. It's a fantastic product, isn't it? It really is, Leanne. It's a classic and it, and it just, if you want to Every snack, I, I can't think of anything better than a Triscuit. You literally can't. There's nothing better. Uh, and so uh, at the end of the aisle last week, they have now, of course, 
have many brand extensions with Triscuit crackers. You know, like every brand, it's not just enough to have the regular Triscuit and the non-fat Triscuit. Now they have the cracked pepper Triscuit and the olive oil Triscuit, the rosemary Triscuit. So I saw one and I thought, well, that sounds okay. It was sweet potato and brown rice. Oh, okay. that sounds terrible, Leanne. It doesn't. Many... It's sweet potatoes are good, you know? It sounds... Well, not it... in a Triscuit. Okay, go ahead. Okay, well, go you on. know what, Julie? You're right. It is the grossest thing I've ever tasted. <laughs> tasted. Oh. Like, like spit it out of your mouth gross. Like, <laughs> not even like, oh, that has an odd flavor or hmm, the texture's unusual. <laughs> no, it's like inedible, gross, you know just gag over the garbage can. I can't believe this product ever made it out of the Triscuit laboratory. So so if anyone within the sound of my voice works for Triscuit and you can explain the process, how that cracker made it to the shelves, I'd like to know. It's a terrible product. So what are you going to do with the box, Leah? I don't know. I literally had one. Birds or are you going to? Foist it on your son or your husband or whatever. Oh, they would never eat any of that. They wouldn't even pretend. And it it really tastes foul. So, uh, (laughs) so So you're not going to serve it at your Netflix club. No, no, no. No. Yeah, if you're having a Triscuit party, skip (laughs) that iteration of Triscuits because it's not going to be good. (laughs) Well, Leon, that is that's a cautionary tale, and I'm glad you let us know. Yeah. So just don't buy it. I'm sorry, I can't. But the flat white, go get one of those. Sweet potato and what else? Sweet potato and brown rice. So I guess it provides. I don't know what the point of it was. I don't know. I I just thought the sweet potato might be tasty, you know, and I thought I like sweet potatoes. I enjoy them and I enjoy Triscuits and I thought, well, why not? And again, it's a brand you trust. So you think they wouldn't possibly put something out on the shelves that was inedible, but they have. So just say, just saying, just get, okay. It's not good. It's not good. Anything else going on there this week before we get to Downton Gabby? You're almost done, huh, with your gifts? It's amazing. This month has I can't believe just it. flown by. Yes, this is my last week on assignment for now, Liam. Who knows? Who right. knows what the future will bring for Urban Nana, you know? <laughs> so, um, but um, yes, so I, I'll be finishing up my assignment. But we've made great p- progress this month, Liam. I mean, that's, so she's... I, she's in good shape. She's in good hands, and uh, she's ready to go. So she's shaping up, as Mom would say. She, shaping yes. up, yes, indeed, <laughs> shaping up. All right, every week here on Satellite Sisters, when the show is in season, we do a recap of Downton Abbey. We call it Downton Gabby, and um, these are just our views alone. Uh, <laughs> so we have no other expertise other than we know how to watch the show, and uh, and that's that's how we present the material. Now this week on Downton Abbey. Julie, um, I don't know what you thought of the episode overall. It was boring, Leanne. You know, come on. It was, it was, uh, it was an episode that was advancing storylines, uh, but other than, and we'll talk about it, some a fantastic dinner table scene. Uh, I, you know, it was. You know, you didn't, you didn't have. First of all, you didn't have the sex that you've had in previous weeks. Uh, so, uh, but but some important advances were made, don't you think? Well, here's what I thought. I thought, you know, at first glance it was boring, but then when you broke it down, there was drugs, there was rabble rousing, there was women yes. rights, there was free love. 
You know, there were secret uh, scarred vets. There were open marriage, art history, power to the people kind of, you know, thing. It was like Woodstock, basically. <laughs> it was like 1969. Like so much is happening. And as if we didn't know that, they have to keep saying that. Last year, it was uh, it was Lord Grantham that said change is happening. And this week, yes. it was Edith that said, I write about what I write every week. Change is happening. <laughs> So, you so, were so right about Edith with your headline last week. She is she is going to crack up. I, I don't crack. know that she can make this whole season, and She is on the verge of a nervous breakdown. Well, no one is nice to her. Not like, a single person. Her grandmother cut her to shreds this I week. I know. She can't get anything right. I know. No. She was trying to make a comment about the Prince Koryagin. And that, and her grandmother just crushed her just, at the luncheon table. Yeah, and, yes. and it went, and the, when it looked like Lord Donk was going to have like a single moment of kindness towards Edith when they were discussing, you know, the trial of her her lover's death. Yeah. You know, and then he said, yes, I pity you and Mary pities you. Okay, all right. Uh, that was nice. That was a tender moment. So, but in general, it was, there are certain storylines that are just stuck and circle in the drain. Like, yeah. uh, like the art historian. How many times does he have to come back and look at that painting? Hasn't he seen oh. it now? <laughs> I mean, yes, he has. Lynn. It's like the third That's week in a row. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. I don't, yes. He's an art historian. Take some notes and move along. I mean, I know. I mean, they have, they have, you can take a photograph uh, yeah. in 1924. So he should be able to do that. Yeah. They're not, he's not going anywhere. And, uh, um, I, I, I don't really get, get him at all. Or no. I don't even see why Lady Cora thinks he's so fantastic other than he's paying a little more attention to him than Lord G, you know? Yeah. And then of course we have, uh, Ms. Bunting, who, as we said last week, we're getting sick of her. And again, this oh week, thank, thank you, writers. I believe it was actually the same dialogue as last week. Should we invite her to dinner? Oh, of course it's fine. Oh, Tom needs some working class girl to talk to. Oh, well, <laughs> it was like the same thing, wasn't it? I, weren't you glad that Lord Grantham blew up? Better. I mean, yes. I mean, she just does not know when to stop. I mean, she is really just so irritating. And yeah. I feel terrible for the actress because she literally has to say the same lines every week. Like, where are you going with that story? Either take those them someplace or leave it be. We don't need to see another, you know, another scene of the common people at the dinner table. Okay. So, so Miss Bunting is stuck. Yeah. Uh, the art historian is stuck. Yes. Edith, I don't know what, what I, unless she, she may explode. Yeah. She's pretty stuck. Yeah. She, yeah. She's got nothing. Yeah. She's yeah. got nothing going on. All right. So now let's get to, um, let's get to Mary. And uh, yeah. it was, you know, we called it, it fizzled the sexcapade. This was not for her. He, he was not going to light her fire for the rest of her life. So she decided to call it off. Uh, where did they go? Kensington Gardens? Where, what yes, was Kensington the... <laughs> Garden with the Peter Pan statue. Okay. Well, I haven't okay. been to London in like 25 years. So okay. I didn't know if there was any significance to that that I was missing. Well, it was supposed, you know, it's supposed to be all about family and everything okay. like that. But, but, you know, Mary is less sympathetic. Like, I, I you know, last year I just... I really felt for her. I yeah. felt like she was getting over the tragic death of her first husband. She had these suitors. I wanted her to find a new love in her life. 
she is kind of like, she's really grating on me. I, I have to say, you know, like, okay, Tony's a pretty decent guy. And right. I understand why Tony got all worked up. Okay. And, and she just, I, I don't know. Uh, so maybe now she's going to have a little fling with Charles. Do you think that's now the one that's going to light her fire? I, I, I just Who knows? Who knows? I mean, she has the device now stuck at Anna's house. Who knows? <laughs> yes. It might happen. the brown paper bag with the creases. <laughs> yes. And the book, Leanne. So she she has unlimited possibilities yeah. there. So. Yeah. But I, I mean, she's less sympathetic. I don't, I don't think she's that... I don't see any sort of kindness or warm warmth to her anymore. She's well, just she wasn't sort of... kind initially. You know, she, I think yeah. she, to me, is the classic snob. I would imagine most people are, of her status are like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, before, she, before the war with, you know, she wasn't going to marry the cousin from nowhere, Matthew. Right. You know, the first yes. two seasons, she was unsympathetic. She yes. was, you know, snobby and cool and, you know, cool in terms of temperature, not warm and not cool in terms of uh, awesome. And, uh, and, and now she's back to that again. And so, yeah. uh, and I think she's like most people of her class. That's what I would guess. Like, again, I kind this of... really illustrates how we know very little, <laughs> little. about the British yeah. upper class. And the, yeah. that's, that's why I'm so glad at the beginning of this, you, you said that these are just our opinions, Leon. So <laughs> yeah. thank you. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, so maybe she'll get something going with Charles, but I, I'm, I'm less interested in whether uh, or not she gets. I, I don't think Lord Gillingham is going to let this lie. He like refused to take no for an answer. I think he he's going to. I think he's going to blackmail her. You know, there's going to be some threat to expose oh, her. Lynn, I like that. Oh yeah. Oh okay. yeah. He was not. There was that was that was dark. His response to that was dark. I thought very. Dark. Yes. Very dark. Okay. All right. All right. And, can we talk about Barrows and his mysterious illness? Is that yeah. a classic soap opera uh, <laughs> device there that he has? Some illness that requires a syringe, Leon. I mean, okay. So what? Instead of like running him over with a car, he obviously is going to die yes. with the syringe, yes. right? Is that's what? That's how they're going to get him off the show. Which again, I I mean, his character has been like circling the drain without any character development a lot. I mean, last year yeah. we had the revelation that he was gay and everybody embraced him. Although now that we've all seen the imitation game, we know that never would have happened in real life. <laughs> we know what would have happened. So I think Julie, that's some sort of quote cure for homosexuality. I think he's okay. trying to cure. I think it's that chemical castration that they did in the imitation okay. game. Okay. So have you seen that yet? Yes, I have. Yeah. So, movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I think like, but again, like, Oh, the spoon, the magazine, the syringe. <laughs> not that subtle. But I guess they're not used to seeing syringes and stuff there at Downton Abbey. So. Yeah. And, of course, then the woman that he's turned against, whatever her name is. Baxter. <laughs> Baxter yeah. is going to end the up. Jewel thief. Yeah, the jewel thief. The jewel thief. All right. And then uh, who else? We? Oh, and then what about, speaking of sort of annoying, like zero sympathy, how about Isabel? Like not jumping on Lord Merton's very romantic, very proper proposal. What I is know. what is not to like about Lord Merton? What is I, the? I wish Sheila would meet Lord Merton. <laughs> is that possible? I mean, he has that one drafty room. Okay, what? it's a little drafty at his house. Okay, but <laughs> Sheila could get a sweater. I yeah. think it's fine, Leon, or a wrap. That's exactly yeah. what our sister Sheila needs. Is Lord Merton? Where yes. is he? I don't. I, what is Isabel's issue? What What is the issue with that? That annoys me. Now I don't. 
I was just yeah, starting he was, to like her. He was, he was adorable in yeah. his proposal. I mean, yeah. he really was. He's a good-looking man. Think- discussion about the right to vote and women and why won't women vote and things like that. All, all, all kind of interesting. It's just some of it needs to move forward, and and then mostly, please. I know another <laughs> tedious. I know. Tedious I know. Just with him. keep them busy. So, what did you think of Shrimpy? Uh, oh! now, I, I should have meant to put Shrimpy down. I forgot. I, I, I mean, we've got you, dude. Got Shrimpy, dude. Dudes uh, about married love. People wanted more information that she also wrote something called Wise Parenthood. And that described a number of birth control methods. But she was really an advocate for this idea of women controlling their own family planning. So there you go. It was a fascinating article. And uh, thank you, Audrey, for sending it. And I, if you're not on Facebook, I'm going to post a link at SatelliteSisters.com when I post this show. But there you go. Excellent. Some actual factual information. <laughs> Unlike what we're doing yeah. here. Yes, Liam. Yeah. Yeah. Riffing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is actual a curator wrote it, Julie. So I think people okay. will find it interesting. But I noticed it was often shared, so people did find it interesting. All right. Um, let's see. Do I have any plans for this week? Not so much. Nope. <laughs> just nope. Just hanging I just, out. I, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna keep going through those snow piles here in Brooklyn. That's yeah. my plan, Land. Way so. to go. Way you rock, Urbanana. All right, everybody. Have a fantastic week. Uh, we'll probably talk to you this weekend. That's the plan. Super Bowl weekend. We can hear all about Liz. Liz is busy. She was at the SAG Awards, Julie. And I then, know. I know. And then she had to fly to Washington D.C. all week. I mean, when she was sitting on the runway at two o'clock in the afternoon at LAX, she just could not believe that her plane had not been canceled. She was like, <laughs> "I am the only person going to the East Coast." So. Just slightly too far south for her plane to be canceled. So oh. she's in D.C. Uh, we'll get more information with her. Maybe Sheila will stop by. She was at um, traffic school this weekend. Oh, oh, then we should get a full report on that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then I hope she passed. <laughs> All right, everybody. We're the Satellite Sisters. Don't forget, you can always find us at SatelliteSisters.com or join our Facebook group or like our Facebook page. On Twitter, we are at Sat Sisters. And don't forget... Call your satellite sister.